Casey, when I think of the most complicated, annoying moderation problems, I think of you. So that's why we're having you on. <laughs> so the, the baseline here is uh, there's a guy named Joe Rogan, who our listeners may know is the guy who poisoned and corrupted my hero, Aaron Rodgers. But he's, he's a very famous podcaster. He's got an exclusive Spotify. I believe it's a $100 million deal. If you even so much as whisper that Joe Rogan is Spotify's employee, a Spotify PR person will like leap out of the bushes and remind you that it's not. It's just a distribution, exclusive distribution deal. And Spotify does not employ Joe Rogan, but it is an exclusive distribution deal. On his show, he often expresses an enormous amount of skepticism about vaccines to the point where he says they don't work. A lot of people are always mad at him about this. Doctors wrote a letter, and then this week, Neil Young said, you know what, I'm out, take my music off of Spotify. He put up an open letter, the open letter went down, and then something there were machinations, and then Spotify took Neil Young's music off. It just all seems like a mess, Casey. It is a mess. It has been a mess since Spotify hired Joe Rogan. On some level, you have to believe they knew exactly what they were getting into, right? They listened to the show. Uh, Joe Rogan is very good at being an edgelord. He often stops just short of saying don't get the vaccine, for example. Like, that's not a thing that he says. But he loves being in this mode of, I'm just asking questions. And as a result, he has platformed a lot of conspiracy theorists and, and some really awful folks. Um, and on one hand, Spotify has said that they prohibit their hosts from sharing COVID misinformation that is likely to harm public health. And yet, on the Joe Rogan subject, they have taken no action whatsoever. So it really does feel like, at least to me, like, this is a case where Spotify has said one thing and done another. So this is why I say when I think of troublesome moderation issues, I think of you. You've covered content moderation a lot. We know at the big social platforms, we know how their moderation teams work, by and large. It's actually pretty remarkable. We might not agree with what those moderation teams do, but you have been to several Facebook moderation centers as you've reported out the conditions that those people work in, you've been to their war room about election moderation, which I believe you <laughs> like. It's a conference room, right? Neil Mohan, uh, who's the the chief product officer at YouTube, runs moderation. He came on Decoder. We talked about moderation. We know how Twitter, like just down the line, social platforms know they have to be at least somewhat transparent. Here, Spotify, like the uh, the level of just opacity, is out of control. I can't think of a single analog to it. It's quite high. And I think we should keep in mind that Spotify is relatively young in this phase, right? Like Facebook what didn't have moderation centers two or three years uh, into its existence. Spotify only started to sign these exclusive distribution deals two or three years ago. Um, and I don't think that they have really made it a priority to spin up a, a set of like publishing standards. Essentially, they have not told us much about how they moderate content. You know, I think up until now, we have wanted these platforms that the podcast platforms in particular to take a very light hand when it comes to moderation, because most podcasting clients are just RSS readers, right? And no matter how bad a thing is on the internet, for the most part, we're not calling on, uh, you know, RSS feed readers to remove feeds. It, it just sort of is, is uh, above the, the level where we want to see content moderated. But something changes when you pay someone $100 million, right? And I think Spotify has just sort of willfully ignored that. But then Neil Young came along and uh, I think revealed that they are going to have to change their approach. 
So Spotify has only sort of willfully ignored it. We, I mean, Joe has said other extremely right on the border vaccine skeptical things. And we've asked Spotify. We actually, I, I got into a fight with Spotify over a story Ashley published. By the way, Ashley, we would have had her on. She's traveling. But Ashley covers Spotify a lot with Hot Pod, her newsletter. She wrote a story about how they were okay with something Rogan had said. And we had this debate. They were like, no, it just doesn't cross our line. And I was like, but you draw the line. That means that you're, you have drawn the line in such a place that this speech is okay. Like, that's how this works. It just looks like someone's signature. Yeah, it's just like, well, you drew the line. <laughs> Who drew the line? It's you. There's no one else. There's no, like, global standards, right? Like, there's a First Amendment in this country, and that means the government can't draw the line, so it's you. And I, I just don't think they've contended with it as they've bought up all of these podcast studios. They have it. Now, of course, you know, I always think it's just fun to put yourself in the shoes of Spotify as they're thinking through acquiring the Joe Rogan podcast. And we can assume that at no point during that meeting was there someone in the room saying, well, you know, um, this means we're going to have to develop domain expertise on science and medicine because Joe is going to be making a lot of claims related to that. And we want to make sure that he is not going too far outside the, the bounds of, of what is known to be true. And yet in practice, I think when you put yourself into a publisher role the way Spotify has, you kind of have to do that. You you have to take a position on something like, do you think the vaccines are effective, which they are? And if so, do you want to pay people to tell them the opposite? I don't think we should pay people to tell them that the vaccines don't work, but Spotify has chosen to do that. And, and so it's only natural that you're starting to see folks in the artist community rise up and say, the hell with this. So the other problem here is the dynamics of Spotify's money, which are unlike YouTube or whatever, right? You're a YouTuber or an Instagram influencer or whatever. You put the content on the platform. They monetize it in some way. They cut you a check. That check is almost not as much as you want it to be. And then they make a video about why you're quitting YouTube and then you don't quit YouTube. That's the pattern. We know it well. Spotify, right? It, it's effectively renting the music that you listen to. So it has some pot of money that it makes. And then it has a bunch of deals with major labels and artists to pay them per stream, which it, those numbers are not high. You might have some other deal, but basically every time you pay Spotify for music, it is pre allocated some of your subscription fee to the labels every time you stream music. And then it obviously layers on advertising with podcasts. It just owns a bunch of studios and it paid Rogan all this money. And every time you stream an episode of a podcast, the co- you're, they, they don't have to pay for it again. Right. Which is a very different model than every time you stream a song, someone gets paid. And also they can keep all the ad revenue and they keep all the ad revenue. So they have a huge economic incentive to make this work. And they're, I, I think that they are trying to lump the two things together Right, Daniel Eck has said, well, I don't want to moderate rap music. Right. Which is fair, right? But they did try for a while to like delist R. Kelly songs. And by the way, I think this is a really hard problem. Like, I, I don't want to sit here smugly and tell you that I think the question of what do you do about R. Kelly on a streaming service is really easy. My basic feeling is it should be okay to search for these people. But again, if you are going to put yourself in a publisher role and say, we're going to put together a list of R&B hits... 
I think it's actually okay for people who work at the company to say, well, I don't know if we want to feature this person. And I can understand other people saying, that's ridiculous. If you're going to start policing the behavior of every artist, we're going to have to delete the platform, right? So these are just <laughs> hard, unsatisfying problems. Um, but, you know, all that said, I, I have been fairly critical of Spotify on the broken stuff. <laughs> 